Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. My name is Brandon Mraz. We are back for the 2021 football season after a national championship win. Uh, here with me today are three new hosts for the show. Guys, please introduce yourselves. I'm the new host, Shanae Lazenby. I'm Jackson DeLulo. And I'm Zach Gaines. You guys might know Jackson and Zach from uh, the basketball show that we do, but it is football season, so let's talk some football and let's get right into it. It is week one. Uh, new college football season begins, and Alabama Miami squaring off in Atlanta. Guys, overall thoughts? I think Alabama's going to come out with a good, strong defense, also following a great offense with our new quarterback, Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been obvious all offseason. You know, the hype is building. I think our defense is going to be a powerhouse this year. I think we've got some real pieces to contend. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game to see all the new pieces that are being used in our on our team, like overall offense and defense. I'm ready to see Bryce Young, ready to see Kool-Aid, ready to see all these new guys. Yeah, I, I think th- I think one of the things for me, um, you know, Al- when you talk Alabama, everybody's like, oh, you know, rinse and repeat replenish with talent and I think that's you know mostly true and that's a testament to Nick Saban obviously but I think that one of the biggest things that's not being talked about is Bill O'Brien you know he's coming off NFL with the Texans which last time we saw Bill O'Brien doing anything it was awful horrible being a Houston native it actually was very hard to watch Bill O'Brien coach so I think it's a very risky situation bringing in Bill O'Brien personally based off of his track record. So I feel like it's going to be something new. This uh, Alabama football team is basically like a start fresh because, you know, we had Jalen Hurts, we had Tua for a couple years, and we also had Mac Jones watching Tua and Jalen for a couple years, and now we have this new guy, Bryce Young, so we're going to see what he can do. Yeah, I think a testament to the Bill O'Brien thing, though, is, you know, when Sark came in, Sark was not good. Like, bad, bad. So... You know, we, we might have a rejuvenation. I mean, now, now Sark's in Texas, obviously. So we'll see, but... I mean, I'm I'm higher on the Bill O'Brien higher than, so? than most. I'm with him on that one, too. Um, because there's one thing Bill O'Brien did an excellent job of in the NFL, and that is staying out of Deshaun Watson's way. Deshaun Watson has had every season in Houston so far has been a superstar caliber year. And I think there's a lot of similarities between a guy like Deshaun Watson and Bryce Young. When you watch him play, when you watch him move around, Bill O'Brien might know something we all don't. That's fair. That's I can fair. agree with that. I just, oh, uh, I just think like all the people that don't really follow Alabama football think this is like a terrible hire. But if you really look at the way Bill O'Brien coaches his offense, it's really pro style, and Alabama offense is just like pro style. So I don't think it's gonna be like that big of a I don't know how to say it, like a disadvantage or yeah. it's going to be a knock on them or anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like Bill O'Brien just has to get used to winning, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they did win, obviously, <laughs> but not to the standards of what, like, Alabama. the comparison of uh, what Alabama does in college, you know? So That's I true. feel like it's just going to be a different, like, step. Because, like, even though this is Nick Saban's team at the end of the day, but Bill O'Brien's going to be calling the shots offensively more per se, but Nick Saban will step in and save the mm-hmm. day if need be. Yeah. So no need to worry. And, and you know, we, I did say, you know, we do have doubts about Bill O'Brien, but with the Sark, like, comparison to Shark, Sark, because obviously Sark came from the Falcons, right? Bill O'Brien's coming from the Texans. And to be honest, like, Bill O'Brien wasn't successful in those last few years, but in the, in the years when Deshaun first got there and they were getting his stuff together, I mean, like, they went to the playoffs. 
Three times. I mean, they lost, but they went to the playoffs. They yeah. ran up uh, 28 points on the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, exactly. That so, is true. you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the biggest news and the biggest factor this year is the defense. I mean, 13, 13 players coming back off of, what, the 15 players that played last year on mm-hmm. the national championship team. This is a season defense. We have Malachi Moore, who I think is probably the best prospect we have right now. I think he's probably going to have the best year. Now, I think some linebackers in that core have some things to say about that. Malachi Moore was super exciting last year as a freshman, now in the starting role, kind of taking over the Patrick Sertain role. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Yes, I feel like this is going to be a new Alabama team that people are going to have to get used to because we not only are going to be great offensively, but we're going to even be better defensively. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of pick sixes, a lot of sacks, a lot of stuff like that that we're going to see that we are used to, but not to as much. Like, I don't think it's been a while since Alabama has been seen as more of a powerhouse on the defensive side yep. of things. We're used to being seen that way on offensive side. So I feel like if Bryce Young might lack or have struggles at the beginning of the season, it won't even matter because the defense will be there to back us up at all times. But we're going to see how things go, but we know, we have no doubt on the tide, as always. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really nice switch over the past couple of years, seeing all these powerhouse offenses. I think, like you guys said, the defense is going to be more of the focus of this team this upcoming year. So it's going to be cool to see a switch of the sides of ball we're going to be dominant in. But I still think our offense will be great, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't think the offense has given you any real reason to be not excited you know I I expect big things from them I expect big things from our running back room um we've got guys on this depth chart that can compete today that can compete now we've got guys in the receiver room that can compete right now that can compete uh in January and I think Bryce Young takes a step this year but the guy I'm most excited to see this year and it's not very close um Will Anderson Oh yeah, he's good. last year good. as a freshman, <laughs> seven sacks on this loaded defense in that crowded mm-hmm. linebacker room. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think he's poised for like a twelve sack season this year. Well, how about how about Henry Toto? Yes, that dude single handedly carried the Tennessee defense last year. Which, oh yeah. To his credit, was semi decent when they sucked. They were <laughs> awful. So like, you you bring him in. He's a you know he's an all American. You got. You know, you got Christian Harris. Like, th- this linebacker room is reminiscent of when Ruben Foster was on the team with that group. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. scary. That yeah. team was disgusting. So, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But let's get into the game. Let's talk a little bit about Miami, who they're playing. Let's get into it. Uh, obviously, De'Eric King going to be the quarterback for Miami. And uh, Miami coming off a 9-3 season last year. So what do we what do we think of of the Hurricanes? I think they obviously don't compare to the Tide. That's what I'm going to start <laughs> off saying for sure. Um, I feel like this is going to be a game that's definitely going to put Bryce Young on the map. I feel like we're going to really see him. I don't know about you guys, but I think Bryce Young is a perfect mixture of Jalen Hurts and Tua. In my really? opinion, I feel like he has the wheels like Hurts and arm like Tua Mm -hmm. but you know later on Hurts did show that he had both so I feel like he'll be a mixture of both of them in my opinion Um, Miami has a pretty good defense um, so it's going to be a good challenge and 
Plus, you know, both teams are not at home. So we're going to see. This is really going to be a test. It's going to be like a snippet of, like, playoff time, you know, because mm-hmm. we're not at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the SEC championship is usually in yeah. Atlanta. So we're going to get a good glimpse. Yeah, I mean, this. I, I think this is a really rough matchup for Miami. I think it's really you know, it, it's just tough luck the way they got us first week. It's just not a good matchup. Um, their best unit is probably their secondary. Uh, their defensive line isn't anywhere near as good as it's been in recent years. Uh, their linebacker room's okay. Um, I just think, you know, you've got a quarterback like Bryce Young that threatens you with his legs as much as his arm, and you've got a running back room like we do and receivers that can get open off the first step and get that ball you know, two seconds after the snap, they're just not going to be. They're not going to be able to keep up. We're going to be running all over them for four quarters. I don't think it'll be close. Uh, I don't think it'll be pretty. It's tough luck for Miami. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Jackson on that one. I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. I think this game is going to be the story of the offense. If you look at Miami, they they lost their what was it, three best defenders in the draft last year, mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips. Yep. Quincy Roche and Gregory Russo. So, I mean, I feel like those are all three very big losses to their defense, and I think Bryce Young and Co. are going to take advantage of that. And I think it's going to be just like, not close at all. Yeah. yeah, going off what Zach said, um, they actually have a safety suspended, Avante Williams, their starting safety. He suspended Ooh. six games. When, so. did, when, when did he get suspended? Um, I, this just happened seven hours ago. Oh, this, oh. This okay. So, so he's following some uh, domestic charges he huh. has with his ex-girlfriend, hmm. pregnant girlfriend. Okay. So, um, well, to Jackson's point with the, so we have, you know, the keys to this game. And one of the keys I had written down was dominate the lines. Absolutely dominate the lines. And you're exactly right. Their defensive line is not great. And it's really just going to be a fight of who can stay home and protect that quarterback run. Because Derek came last year. He was our leading rusher. He got hurt. Late in the season, you're still their leading rusher. He runs all the time. It's read options most of the time out of the shotgun. There's very seldom times where they're truly handing it off. It's always an option. And then otherwise, they're pretty spread out. Also, last year, Miami was 9-3. But let me break that down for you. Their biggest win was number 18, Louisville. That came in week two. Louisville ended the season 4-7. and seven. <laughs> Okay? The, all, all the other games came from unranked teams, including UAB, Pittsburgh, NC State, and Duke. Okay? Great. Now, in their three other ranked games, they lost to Clemson 42-17. to They lost to UNC at home 62-26. to I don't know if you guys remember that game, but Sam Howell almost put himself into the Heisman winning. I like winning the Heisman from well. that game. UNC definitely made it a statement that game. Now, the other game they play Oklahoma State in the Cheez-It Bowl. De'Aaron King doesn't play, but Oklahoma State's quarterback doesn't play either, and Oklahoma State beats him 37-34. to so in their last three ranked matchups, they got outscored by 64 points. Yeah, I think Derek King is going to be um, a sight to see this game because since he is a redshirt senior, I think he has a lot to, to prove. So I feel like he's going to try to definitely make a statement this game. You know, because we are Alabama. Everybody wants, everybody's like, I want, we want Bama, we want Bama, we want to beat Bama. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like he's definitely going to come out. Hopefully, he. You know, speaking just from, like, a sports perspective, hopefully he doesn't, you know, have a big chip on his shoulder to where, you know, he's trying to make some risky passes against our great Alabama defense and makes mistakes. 
I just I, I just looked up a quote. I remember from like months back, Dear King said something about uh, the game that's gonna happen this Saturday. Is that, tr- is that an actual quote? Yeah, he 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 did in fact say we will beat Alabama badly in Atlanta. <laughs> so I think this has a lot of meaning for Dear King. I think he's gonna have to come out and ball for in order this game for to be like somewhat close. Because if he comes out and struggles, they're just like our defense is gonna eat them alive. The last fourteen years, everybody's been saying we, we want Bama. I mean, until exactly. the crimson and white kids show up and beat the doors off you. So yeah. stop saying it and just play football. It's ridiculous. Why are we? Why, like I don't understand why this continues to happen. Because we are the best. Let's not forget we have 18 championships. Mm-hmm. So I can see why they say what they say, but we have 18 championships also for a reason. So yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to the keys to a successful Alabama football season. We'll not say national championship. We'll just say successful season. We know semi what that means. Let's you know what's going to make them successful this year. I think. You gotta stay committed because what we're going to do this year is a brand of football that takes time to get right. It takes time for your offensive linemen to shoot out simultaneously and all get their hands on guys and run block. It takes time to learn how to move that pocket around with Bryce Young while he's searching around trying to make a play. It takes time to get home to the quarterback. We just need to be patient. We've got the pieces, we've got the coaches. Run the ball, run first, run strong and play defense. Our defensive unit is good enough to where you can send them out there and just say, don't let them score. I think the only thing, the keys to every game this season should just be keep away. That's just what, play keep away and milk that clock. And I don't think we lose a game. That's some 2011 philosophy, mm-hmm. Alabama football philosophy, and I just love to hear that. Yeah. To uh, piggyback off of what Jackson said, I totally agree. It's just going to take some adjustment and some time because, you know, like, even though we do have um, a lot of returners, we do also have a lot of newcomers. So this is definitely going to be something new that we have to get adjusted to. And I just feel like we do need to stay patient, take it one game at a time. You know, Nick Saban always does play simple football. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do any trickery and make it more than what it is. He's not somebody that's flashy, you know. He's someone that plays the basics, simple fo- football, does what he knows he needs to do to get the job done. So I think Alabama just needs to continue being Alabama, you know, don't try to be anybody else. Yeah, I'm, I agree. You just, you get all day. I think a big key is just all the players need to buy into what Nick Saban's doing because this is a young team and we don't have, have like a lot of juniors, like big names to like be veterans in our locker room. I think they just need to all buy in and trust Saban. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right, but Let's not forget the sophomores in this room all have a national championship. Right? That is true. I'm just saying I don't like I, like there isn't like that big name okay. junior or senior that's okay. going into the draft that says I mean like like a Devonte Smith or any of them okay. to say you guys need to buy and stuff like that. They just they all need to come together and just like buy in as one. Agree. Not and saying they're not going to because it's a Nick Saban system and that's what they come to the school for. But and that's that's kind of my key to Alabama's football season is Ken Bryce Young. Combine the talent that he has, which we know. I mean, he is a God-gifted athlete. Can he combine the talent with the things he learned from Mac Jones last year in being a leader and being a game manager? If he can stay within himself, use his talent, and play the game like he should, Alabama wins another national championship at 19, and that's it. There's no question. If he can combine what he learned from Mac Jones, who everybody – you know, he might not be the t- most talented guy, and that's fine. He is one of the smartest football players I've ever watched play football, and it's not without question. So can Bryce 
use that, and they have been on conference call after conference call after conference call in the past coming weeks, so or the past weeks. So let's see if he can learn that. If he can do that, but combine it with the talent he has, oh boy, because Tua, Tua had that. Tua, you know, Tua was gifted and Tua was smart, but Tua made some dumb decisions a lot of the time. Yeah. If he can take Mac Jones' mentality and even Jalen Hurts' mentality and combine it with his talent, oh boy, good look out. Also, staying healthy is a major key staying because healthy. that bit us in the butt two years ago with Tua. So yeah. definitely staying healthy because well, I mean, shout out to Matt Ray though and, and that and that strength and conditioning team because they came in last year, impl- implemented everything, everybody was healthy as, you know, knock on wood right now, but they did a <laughs> heck of a job last year keeping people healthy. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. So I just can't wait to see Bryson play a full game, man. It's been long overdue. I love Mac Jones, but I, I've been waiting to see what Bryson can do. And yeah. he's in a he's in a great spot. He is in a great he's spot. He's in a great spot. He just has to not lose. Yeah, this is his team. That's so it. He's That's it. <laughs> it sounds simple, but I mean for a quarterback, for a young quarterback, for a quarterback who's it's his first time in the saddle in a program like this, normally the the pressure would be sky high. Yeah. yeah. Pressure would be sky high, but it's not. Don't make He's got a great defense. Exactly. Just don't make the silly, stupid decisions. Plus, Just make that, the right play. Yep. Yeah. Plus, we can't forget, you know, this is AKA post-COVID, as they say. So the fans are definitely going to be way more different than, you know, like last year. So we might actually see people in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't take it for granted anymore. Well, right. if Bryce Young blows everybody out. You know, Alabama does have a problem with staying to the fourth quarter. When it I comes don't care. To I will stay for the fourth quarter. If I get to see Jalen Milrow play, that'd be great. We're going to take a quick break real quick and come back, come right back with college football news. And we're back. Yeah, so now we're talking some college football news. Uh, first in the offseason, Jackson is a big old fan of this one. The NIL rules get approved July 1st, cool 2021. Players can now get paid through advertising and the use of their name, image, and likeness. I think this is great. I think it was a long time coming. Uh, I think they, str- I mean, there's obviously going to be some stuff that needs to come down the line, but I think from a, I don't think you can argue like, oh, this is going to ruin the game because the schools aren't paying for it. It's all outside. Like, it's kids doing ads. I mean, heck, literally, I just bought like some Montana Fountains t shirt like two days ago. So, that's awesome. She should make money off that. She's awesome. Athletes are awesome. I would buy merch. I'm continuing to buy merch from athletes. I think it's great. I can agree with that. Um, working with the softball team in the spring, as always, um, Montana Faust has been a good player to look at and follow as she did really well in the um, pre-postseason. Um, in the Women's College World Series, she did really well. So I definitely think... This NIL rule is going to help, like, bring more limelight to athletes, you know? Hear me out. Like, because Jackson will 100% agree. If Javon Connery comes out with a shirt tomorrow that is a jelly. red shirt with a with literally a picture of jelly and his face on it, buying I'd it. buy six of them. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> give me a six-pack. Of yes. Like, no joke. Like, one for... Literally, I'd buy seven, one for every day. I'm a big fan of the NIL. Long overdue, like you guys said. I think it's just, I think it's going to be more interesting for these players just to keep up with these players with what they do. Like, like we were talking about earlier before this podcast, the, the Bo Nicks and the Mal, oh, Ma- what was it, Malachi Moore with the uh, Milos picture. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like that just brings a fun element to the sponsorship. DJ Uyunglele is on the Fansville like Dr Pepper commercials now. 
I mean, exactly. Yeah. You know how much money that is? That's a ton. I mean, it's also really good for the players. It's like they don't have to worry about like getting to the league, so they have to get paid. It's good to see like getting to college and like taking care of the families there. Mackenzie Milton, like that kid can get paid now, and he almost never walked again. (laughs) I mean, I just hope like this the NIL doesn't like get to like the players like heads like these big players like such as like Bryce Young or something like that. Say things about like all that before like they actually get to the next level. Great point. I worry about that because I feel like. That, in my opinion, is what differentiates the NFL from college football. I think it's more exciting to watch college football, and I feel like the reason why college football is so exciting to watch is because these players aren't getting paid yet. Because, like, they're basically like kids in their backyard playing. Like, they're, they're seeing it as more of, like, fun than a job where I have to make this money um, in order to do this and, you know, stuff like that, take care of other people. So... That's something that's going to worry me. But I do also think that they deserve to get paid, though. So, Yeah, I mean, finally, right? God. Um, I think the NCAA is going to be on the wrong side of history on this one. Um, they're yeah. still staying strong to the argument that it's going to ruin college sports. And to that I say, I, the NCAA is a, is a, a terrible governing body. They're on their way, they're on their way of getting phased out. And they're gonna Very be close. they're gonna be replaced. So I can I blame the NCAA for wanting to hog all the money they can while they still got it? No. no, because they are on their last legs. But you know, these guys aren't getting game checks. You know, like let's just clear up a little bit because there are people who think they're getting game checks. Well, sure but not. you know, it's all sponsorship deals. Schools aren't paying them. This is money they deserve. It's money they've deserved for a while. It's money I'm glad they're finally getting. Um, I just need the NCAA to stay out of it. Yeah. I mean, just think about it like this. Like, say you're th- – put yourself in a scenario. You're one of these high-talked athletes. Say, like, to a level, like, you're going to be a top five pick in the NFL. And you're making all these plays, putting up all these stats, and they, they want to sponsor you and, you and, like, make money. Would you want to, like, take that away from yourself? Exactly. I mean, like, if I was, if I had the opportunity to market my name, like, with what I'm, with my God-given talent, I mean, like, I should be able to. I mean, like, I don't think, I don't think it was fair to like not be able to promote yourself even in college. In all, in all honesty, I think it's like, not literally last year, Mac Jones could have looked up in the stands, probably saw a hundred Mac Jones jerseys, never saw a dime of it. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Imagine being that, on insane. like overtime four times a week and not making a dime. Yeah, that's literally like you showing up to work and they're being like, nah, no, not today. You know, that, the Mac Jones things, like you said, it reminds me of when a Johnny Football used to play at Texas A&M. Well, he I, don't know guys, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that clip that uh, was on the Barstool uh, podcast <clears throat> where he was talking about how he did take money uh, a couple times and from, like, signing a bunch of autographs. And, like, he made, like... Ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, there's like yeah, a like, bunch of these players like taking advantage of the NIL now. I saw like a while back, like Spencer Rattler went to this like convention or something, and he charged like one hundred fifty dollars for like just the picture. Yeah, my sister paid fifty dollars for a cameo for my birthday of Herb Jones telling me happy birthday. Yeah, which I have by the way. It's awesome. Just gonna <laughs> say Montana Fountains did the other one. It was great. But anyway, like that's awesome. They should be able to do that. It, like if because it's not like if, they've got the time Javon to get jobs. If Javon wants to go out and post exactly. his workout on some app and be like, "Hey, work out with me," and that app's like, "We'll take your workout and you get X amount of dollars for it." Awesome, do it. Sick. Please do it. 
absolutely deserves it. Also, it. Like, it also helps like the players in the long run. Say like you're a big-name athlete, and like you're supposed to go to the league, and you just get hurt. Yeah, Mackenzie like Melton is the best example. Yeah, Mackenzie Melton. Just yeah, take that as an example. Say he never gets hurt. He he is well off into the NFL right now. But just think about like years back, he had he would have had all these sponsorships, and that would have just saved him. I mean, rather than like playing for nothing, essentially. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously we're all fairly uh, fairly agreeing on the NIL. So let's let's just move on. Uh, the second biggest news, probably the biggest news of the off season. Texas and Oklahoma are moving to the SEC as of July 1st, 2025, which may move even faster depending on how long the Big 12 stays alive. Um, but w- I, I don't have an opinion on this because I'm not. You, you can't make any statements. I personally don't think you can make any statements about this right now because we're five years out. That's yeah. you know that's a whole of, that's three other recruiting classes that haven't come in yet. So. I think it's a good move for them as as a whole from a program, as in like an athletic department. Uh, not really sure how it's going to work out in football right now. If it was tomorrow, I would say Oklahoma is the fourth best, third best team, fourth best team, and Texas is with Mississippi State. I mean, I'm just like, me personally, like I'm not really a big fan of them moving to our conference because like I'm just... I don't like the idea of, like, having four mega conferences. I like the idea of having all these multiple, like, conferences and having all these different, like, bowl games and stuff, even though, like, that would still be there. But, like, I just don't, like, me personally, I just don't, I can't get behind the idea of, like, having four mega conferences. It's been like this for so long. I just I just don't see it changing. I mean, I would agree with that, but, you know, not so, like, 2014, I would have said the same thing about Syracuse moving from the Big East to the ACC, and now I absolutely love the Syracuse in the ACC, so. I mean, you know, it's again, to express how much I don't like the NCAA, <laughs> um, college football playoffs has needed a revamp for a while now. Since it's um, <laughs> and and my take on the matter is, if you're gonna make conferences useless, can't get mad when teams bail out. Right. You can't get mad when the biggest programs, when the when two of the biggest programs in collegiate athletics who get no real competition, ever. God forbid they have a bad recruiting recruiting class and they lose a game. Not Texas, but Oklahoma. So you can, yeah, you can't expect them to not leave and go chase more money and bigger broadcasting deals and the ability to play better teams and a better schedule, more legitimacy. So if you want to change the if you get one you get one or the other. You can't have you can't have both. Right. You can't have a four team playoff format. Where every team who's not in the top four is pissed off. Right. And then be mad when these teams that don't make it leave to go get a legitimized schedule. Well, the NCAA just keeps telling Texas and Oklahoma, oh, well, we're not going to put you in the top positions in the playoff or in the playoff because you don't play anyone. And then they move to the SEC and they're like, well, you can't do that. It's like, why? You said we don't play anyone. We can't. Like, it doesn't matter who Texas and Oklahoma schedule in week one. It doesn't. They can win no. that game. It's still not going to matter because everyone's going to be like, they didn't play anyone. And when they say, oh, we played so-and-so in week one, they're going to be like, oh, well, it was week one. They weren't established yet. So you can't penalize them. They, they had to. They had to. I mean, I just like think the better move, like rather than like like combining conferences, would be just like expand the playoff. I mean, like... I don't think anyone would have a problem with like an eight-team playoff. I know that sounds oh, make like it, make it sixteen teams. I, I, no, I, I wouldn't make it sixteen, but like an eight-team playoff. Like I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, and I think that should have been addressed before making all these mega conferences because Maybe. I think it. 
like as good as a four team playoff would be, like uh, an eight team team, eight team playoff would be all more exciting. Well, six or eight is the best, I think. I would agree, but when they move, when they inevitably move to twelve, which they're talking about, the next argument that's going to face college football and it's going to be so annoying because again, it's the same people saying we have to change this, we have to change this because the SEC is so dumb. Like twelve teams, and one of them's got to be SEC, and then there's six wild cards. Are you kidding me? There's going to be four SEC teams in the playoffs. And everybody's going to complain. And it's going to be a problem. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, you know, we, we try to revamp it, and it's still the same thing. Like, a 9-2 and two Oklahoma is going to get in over a, I don't know, 10-1 Indiana. Because why? Because Indiana has to play no one other than Ohio State. And Oklahoma will eventually have to play teams like Alabama, Texas A&M, like, that's more of a that's, scheduling. That's more of a scheduling issue, though. It, but it's 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 the playoff issue too because you can, we, but you can't like, look at a team like who plays no one and say they're worthy. Like I know like Indiana. Or, like, I'm just saying like in ten and one Indiana, they could be as good as they want, but like they play absolutely nobody. Right. But, 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 I think Alabama gets that pass because we're Alabama. But like I think everyone in the SEC will eventually get that pass when there's twelve teams and you have to fill twelve spots. You have to fill six of the, or seven of them as wild cards. Now, granted, a couple, maybe group of five teams will get in, but then they get their doors kicked in by the other mm-hmm. SEC team. So I think the NCAA just already they all they've already missed their chance oh, to try and get all these conferences working together on one common playoff format. They've missed that shot by by a few years now. Big time. It's never gonna happen. The conferences are never gonna agree on like a like an NFL type like. From this conference, this conference, this like winners and things like that. It's not going to happen because power conferences are coming and the NCAA is going. Yep, agree. So, all right. So now that we've talked a little bit about the playoffs, let's get playoff predictions for this year. We'll start off with Janelle. Obviously, Alabama is going to go to the playoffs, of course, without a doubt. Um, you know, I have some teams that people might not agree with, but oh well. Um, I definitely have Alabama in the playoffs again. Ohio State, I think, is going to be in the playoffs. Um, hmm, what else would I put in there? Maybe Oklahoma, I would say, maybe. But um, a very controversial one, I think UCLA is going to surprise people and be in there. So they looked pretty no. good. All the way from unranked to the college football playoffs. Yeah, they that looked would be insane. They looked really good against Hawaii. I know it's just Hawaii, but they looked pretty nasty. And... Um, I don't know if you guys are big TikTokers, but they've been looking good on TikTok too. <laughs> um, they their quarterback is really good. He's showing a lot of tenacity. You know, people um, when he was getting offers, they wanted to move him from QB to wide receiver, but he looks as good as a QB as they can get. So I'm going with UCLA as a spontaneous one. Yeah, I mean, uh, number one's pretty easy. I can't see another team in, you know, in college football right now that could crack that number one spot other than Alabama. Obviously, it's yet to be seen how some teams perform, but as of right now, I got Alabama number one. Um, you know, I I think Ohio State finishes fifth or sixth this year. I think it's it's I think it's going to be Alabama. I think Oklahoma's too, just because of Spentler, Spencer Rattler. As much as I think they'll be a relative disappointment. I got Clemson three, and y'all are gonna hate me for this one. I've got UNC four. Mm-hmm. Two out of the ACC. I've got UNC at four for one reason and one reason alone. Uh, Sam Howell. 
Sam Howell is going to be getting the college football Heisman watch media all year, and he's going to be getting the NFL draft media all year. He's going to be a media cash cow that you won't be able to get away from. The worry for me with that is I think the playoff committee is sour on the ACC right now because of the whole Notre Dame debacle. So I, I agree because I think Sam Howell is great, but I think you might be losing the media battle right there. It's a far gone co- conclusion that they favor the SEC, but yep. in my opinion, like you guys said, Alabama number one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep Oklahoma at two. I think Spencer Rattler could... If he, I don't know. I think he can ball this year. It's safe. Uh, three, I'm going to – you know what? I, I, I like UNC too, but I, I, I think UNC can can jump up there. I'm not saying that's a crazy jump. They're ranked 10 right now, but I think Sam Howell can put up a Heisman type of season. Like, oh, my God. Like, they can shoot all the way up. And then four, four is either – I'm between – I think USC is going to jump too. And – uh, it's between them and Ohio State. I like USC because of Slovis. Slovis is going to be dirty. Fair enough. Another thing to throw on the UNC hype train before we switch gears. Uh, Karif Brown, their, wider, their third option last year, went for 15 receptions for 337 yards, averaging 22 yards a catch. Oh, we were talking about it. Watch out. We need to say, we need to say our sleeper teams. I, I gotta do my playoff well, team. Y'all kind of said them. Go, 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 no, yeah, go, go. So, Say your playoff team, and then we'll go right into uh, don't, sleeper don't, team. Don't hate me over there. I Too have late. Oklahoma one. Uh, what? Hold on. This is an Alabama yeah, podcast. This is an Alabama yeah, podcast. Alabama will be undefeated and they'll be the number two seed. Oklahoma will simply be one because they're trying to avoid an SEC championship rematch because Clemson will be the three seed and Georgia will be the four seed. Both of them will have one loss. Two, one loss, Georgia will beat Clemson, and Alabama will play Clemson, Oklahoma will play Georgia, and I don't know what happens after that. I think Alabama could play either one of those teams, but that's what's going to happen. So. All right. I mean, sorry. <laughs> you, you want to go into sleeper and disappointment? Everybody teams? vote I, to Brandon off this podcast after this. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you, an Alabama host simply, voting against Alabama thing. one. Like, it, should Alabama be one? Yes, but the problem, well... No, yeah, no, Alabama, actually, I said that wrong. Alabama would be one because Georgia would have beaten Clemson, and Clemson would be the four. Sorry. Yeah, I had my matchups. I had my seeding wrong. Alabama one, Oklahoma two, Georgia would be three because Georgia would have the head-to-head over Clemson, and Clemson would be four. There you go. Sorry. All right. Sleeper teams and disappointments. My sleeper team, Iowa State Cyclones. Matt Campbell, man, he's a beast. I was big on them last year. I'm big on them again. I think they're going to be really, really good. Do they beat Oklahoma? Maybe. But I think they got a shot. I think they got a shot. My disappointment, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think the fans and the coaching staff are going to rush to put that 18-year-old from Texas in at the quarterback position. I think it's going to be too fast, and I think they're going to crumble. And... Ohio State's been good for two years in a row. They haven't. They're due for a Purdue midseason blowout. So we'll see. I can agree somewhat. Um, my sleeper team is obviously UCLA. Um, with their first win of the season against Hawaii, they beat them forty-four to ten. Uh, Dorian Tom- Thompson, he threw for one hundred and thirty yards, 10, 10 for twenty completions. So. 
I think that him and his team are going to be really good. Um, his running back, uh, Zach Charbonnet, he rushed for 106 yards, had three touchdowns. So UCLA seems like the team out the pack that seems like is going to be leading the pack, pun intended. Um, I definitely think yeah. they're going to be the team that nobody expects and sees coming. If they're not in the top four in playoffs, they are definitely going to be that fifth or sixth for sure, in my opinion. And for bust this year, I got Clemson. I don't think, I don't think they are going to be <laughs> all that. Um, their quarterback does look pretty good, though. Um, he did look good the last year when he had to fill in for Trevor. You know, we all remember the Notre Dame game. Oh, yeah. But um, it's just not giving Trevor Lawrence, you know, football team. It's not giving that they're going to play that good. In my opinion, I think that they are going to lose to Georgia this weekend. So that's how I'm going. Yeah, I mean, my sleeper has got to be North Carolina. I love Sam Howell. I really do. I think he'll end up being a top ten draft pick when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be number one. Again, I, I, <laughs> oof, over Rattler? I don't think so. I would. Yeah, I think so. I agree with I, I, Rattler is all. I think it's beyond set in stone that he's gonna be number one. Not even not, set, not, not as in set in stone as Trevor draft. Lawrence. I don't. I, I don't know draft. if it's set in stone. I mean, his sophomore season was it was it was okay. Um, I, again, I said I said it before. Kafri uh, Brown, I think he's gonna be awesome. I really think he's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a guy to step in and fill Chad Sherratt's shoes. Uh, they got a transfer running back who's expected to, you know, have a. Have one of his best years, but you know he hasn't. You know Ty Chandler hasn't had too many good seasons, but they're expecting him to have a good year, especially behind that offensive line that returns five out of five starters. The same offensive line that had two two hundred yard rushers. Yeah. My sleep, my my bus team, my disappointment team, Oklahoma. This is a team that's championship or bust. If they have no other goal, look at that roster. Look at how they're set up. Lincoln Riley keeps losing in the playoffs. They need to win a ring. They need to win one soon. Well, so does Kirby. And I, he has the same talent on his side, too. And I like Spencer Rattler. I like him. But I don't know if I saw enough last year for me to say he could win them a ring. And he's going to have to beat Alabama's defense one against 11 to win a ring. So, Jackson, do you see though. Oklahoma being another Texas, you know? Because they, they put all... They took that coach from University of Houston, brought him to Texas, put so much money and invested time and effort into him just for him to be a bus for Texas. Everybody was like, Texas is back. Texas football is back. I, I always know. remember Lincoln Sam Riley's Ellinger saying, we're back. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Lincoln Riley's proven himself. I mean, you don't just win yeah. a conference yeah, seven times in a row. I mean, I like Lincoln, but there's an NFL team out there that loves him. Uh, I, would, I don't um, think he'll ever go. I don't think he's I don't think If and when I Saban think, leaves this university, I would love Lincoln Riley to come in. I think you guys. No, we got Dabo. Dabo's coming here. Dabo is, yeah. Everybody knows that. That's Dabo. You know how much I believe that, but I don't know how, like, Dabo built that Clemson program. I don't know how. Who cares? They're going to run away. It's like, it would be like a child to him. I don't know how he would leave it. But it's the same thing with Nick Saban leaving LSU and, like, Les Miles coming here. Nick Saban didn't really. He won a championship he there. Won, he, he won at LSU, but he didn't like. He didn't build a program. He wasn't at LSU program. for only like two two years. Well, hold on, then you're you're then you're getting rid of a uh, Bryant then. Who? 
He said B- Nick Saban no, booked this for me. I mean, before Nick Saban showed up oh, for we like garbage. six years, we, we were, were the worst team in yeah, the entire country. But, we were awful. I mean, but like, we also had won before. It's we not had, like yeah, we had won never won Yeah, before. but that was in the 80s. We weren't successful after that. I mean, we won the 92 oh, championship, man. and then after that, we were it was nothing. trash. And it was, and it wasn't only just bad players. It was scandals and yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It was just we. The NCAA was close to shutting us down. Yeah, well, here we are. So, all right, okay, your sleeper team right. and disappointment. I have an interesting sleeper. I'm going to say Oregon is my sleeper. Well, I don't Ooh. hate that. I actually like that. <laughs> I like, okay. like that a lot. I mean, if you look at it, they had a bunch of players set set out last year, and they were still able to get to the Pac-12 title game. With all of these players coming okay, back. Okay, hold on, hold on. They weren't supposed to be in that game, and they got in that game because of COVID. The uniforms. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. Exactly. I think I think Oregon can make some noise this year. Yeah, but uh, my team that I think is gonna bust, like you said, I think it's gonna be Clemson. I just don't see. Uh, I think the year after Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a big adjustment <laughs> year for Clemson and Dabo. I just I don't see DJ like like being a. I don't know how to say it. Like, as good as a quarterback as Trevor Lawrence. Like, Trevor Lawrence is obviously generational, but I don't think DJ's going to get it done. We can talk about this as the show goes on this year, but I, I just can't agree with that. If I like, I, yeah, you can, I, I, just, I don't see, I don't see DJ have. I don't think he has it in him. You can you catch me on tape. I don't think DJ, whatever your last name is, has it in him but to lead Clemson to the college football playoffs. We'll come back to that. Exactly. He'll be 5-6. and six. They'll be 5-6 and six with UCLA if UCLA does that, that, That's my hot take. Clemson does not make the college football playoff. You heard it here. You <laughs> UNC. UNC. Before week one. Before week one. You heard right, it here. So wait. Before we go to take a break and go to predictions, I just want to point out, your sleeper team is Oregon, but you're saying Clemson's going to bust? You know Oregon plays Ohio State in week three, right? No, no. no. Actually, week two. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Week three. I'm telling you, dude. Also, you no, see too. You're, you're, you're and just, Oregon's going to win that football game. You're also game. discrediting the amount of players that Oregon had sitting out. Oregon's going to win that football game. That's no, what yeah. I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one. So, uh, it's fine. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with predictions. Welcome back, folks, to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are now on to what the former host of this podcast, Taylor, used to call her favorite part of the show. Had to keep it going. Shout out, Taylor. I know she's listening. But <laughs> now we're back. Predictions. Let's go. Thursday, we're starting it off. Ohio State taking on Minnesota. Uh, even though I have them as a bust, Minnesota's god-awful. Buckeyes You're sleeping on PJ Flynn. Let's sweep PJ real quick. This is going to be a sweep, Ohio State. All right, I'll, 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 say, I'll say Ohio State. I know I said before this I wanted Minnesota to win, but <laughs> I'm picking Ohio State. Come, like, yeah, let's come not on, beat around sweep. the bush here. Come on, sweep. guys. All right, Friday, big team in this room, apparently. UNC taking Ooh. on Virginia Tech. Now, UNC this, by 30. Okay, so <laughs> He's we, know, joking, we, guys. we know that. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go, just because I want to go against Jackson over here, I'm going to go Virginia Tech because I think UNC might be a little bit overhyped. If you watched them last season, they were bad at the beginning of the season and then came towards the end of the season and started playing real football. So I'm going to go with them not playing good at first and going with Virginia Tech. Zach. I disagree. I think Sam Howell's gonna come out and slang that thing like it's nothing, man. <laughs> I think I think UNC by five hundred. So I think UNC, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. You really think that? Thank I, you. I, see, I just don't. I, I think I, they're gonna win, and I think it's probably a seventeen point win. But it's like a fourth 17. quarter, got two stops, and was hanging on the entire game, and then won by seventeen. Like 
late. Hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know. I just I, I see this game as Sam Howell just like. Isn't this game in Virginia Tech? Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, enter Sandman first Friday night of the college football season. Are you kidding me? Post COVID too. Yeah, that yeah. place is going crazy. to be if, rocking. If UNC wins, I think they're gonna win by like at lowest six to three points, highest ten points. Uh, if people know how to get down, let me just tell you that. Okay. Sam <laughs> Stone right. five touchdowns. All right, so. here we go. Now we're moving into Saturday. Wait. Jackson didn't say his. Yeah, he did. Yeah, USC, oh, Sam five touchdowns. All right, Saturday we move into a, a bunch of great games. We got Oklahoma versus Tulane, which is not great. Actually, not really sure if this one's going to get played. It's supposed to be played in Louisiana, but we know that the hurricane is going through and hearts go out and prayers go out to those yes. people that are mm-hmm. affected by the hurricane. Uh, but this is scheduled to be in the Superdome. We shall see, but... I doubt it. They're moving yeah, the Saints they, games, they, too. They the might, Saints they are might practicing be moving. in Dallas they, now, so... They might yeah. be moving to Dallas, yeah, but regardless, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. sweep with this yep. one, Oklahoma. Shout, shout out to my man, Max, who goes to Tulane, but uh, no. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I don't think this has, that, that game has I'm much to talk about. I think that's just very easy. So this next game, this is a Big Ten matchup with two really good teams. Well, not really good. Penn State was off the map last year, but it's Penn State-Wisconsin in Madison. And I think Penn State's back this year. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Penn State. Penn State. With that being said, give me Bucky the Badger. Wisconsin wins this oh, game. Out. No, See, Penn I, State. One of my close friends from home actually goes to Penn State, and he was raving about their team this year, this off season with all their recruits. All that we have one of the best recruiting classes and stuff like that. But like you said, just to piss my friend off, I'm going with Wisconsin. I, I like Wisconsin mm. here. I think Graham Mertz is really talented. I mean. It seems like everybody here is a friend that goes to Penn State, and I, I got to roll from with. the north. We're most of us are from oh, yeah. the northeast, so obviously one of us is gonna. Yeah. I'm the only one from the south on this podcast. Yeah, we I, don't know real football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're guessing. I'm gonna have to roll Penn State on this one. Uh, yes. All right. Mm. You going Penn State or Wisconsin? He said. I said. Already said Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. All right. Another Big Ten matchup. The red hot Indiana Hoosiers from last year taking on Iowa. I'm taking Iowa. Iowa's got a heck of a team, and I think Indiana was kind of a fluke last year. And when I uh, mean kind of, I mean totally. So Iowa. <laughs> I got Iowa also. Uh, this game, honestly, like I think it go either way. I'm, I'm gonna go the other side. I'm gonna go with Indiana here. Okay. I mean, I kind of like Indiana. I like Indiana here. All right. All right. I just like being difficult. Uh, one of the unranked matchups we have on here, just because it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good Big Ten uh, Big Twelve matchup mm-hmm. here, uh, West Virginia Maryland, both teams coming off of semi decent runs last year, mm-hmm. um, some talented teams, some talented coaches on both staffs. I'm gonna take Tulia and the Terrapins. I'm gonna take Maryland to win that game. I'm with you on that one. I am a big Maryland fan, so I'm going to go with the Terps. Just because he started at Alabama doesn't mean we have to support him after. Oh, I just think. I mean, we also have to think about it like this: the head coach of Maryland is is our former offensive coordinator. coordinator. (laughs) We built Maryland. Um, I've missed some market, but yeah, so do I. Um, I'm going to say West Virginia in this situation. You know, West Virginia always comes out surprising us. Like, they're never like a top 10 team, but they usually do end up in top 25 for the most part. So I'm going to go West Virginia because, you know, Will Greer, he did pretty good when he played there. So I'm going West Virginia. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with Maryland. I don't have a reason for it. I just like 
I like the state of Maryland. They seem like they got some cool <laughs> things going on over there. Next, we have a top 25 matchup, which you really wouldn't believe if I told you the two teams. But it's 21 Texas and 23 Louisiana. Louisiana, heck of a season last year. Uh, kind of one of those group of five teams that came out of nowhere. Uh, this game is, I believe it's a neutral site, but it might be at Louisiana. Um, you know, I want to say Louisiana, but Texas, bigger, better, faster, stronger. Texas wins. Um, I don't really like Texas that much, and everybody loves saying Texas football's back. You gotta support Sark. So. Still horns down, though. Exactly. Horns down forever and always. Um, I'm going with Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns on this one. That's such a good nickname, though. That's a great school nickname. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stick. I'm going with Louisiana, too. What about you? It's a real shame (laughs) for you guys, because Texas is back. Baby, no, who we got a quarterback? I don't know. Who How cares? many games are we winning? All of them. <laughs> All of them. That's, what, that's what a real Texas fan would say. The only thing good about Texas is Matthew McConaughey, okay? Best thing to come out of Texas is like the last 20 years. Kevin Durant? Colt McCoy. Oh, oh, Kevin, oh. Kevin Durant's a close Kevin, second to Colt McCoy. No, no, no. Colt McCoy got his. McCoy got his shoulder separated by Alabama. But the thing is, Colt McCoy is still in the NFL, if you guys didn't know. Who's he with now? The Giants? The Giants, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so exactly right. for him to hang around Beat that the Cowboys long. just last right. year. Right. Next USC. matchup we have USC versus San Jose State. San Jose State wins this football Stop game. It. They played so well last He's weekend. Joking. Give me San Jose State. You better be State. joking. I'm you guys joking. you guys were killing me for me saying Minnesota's gonna beat Ohio joking. State. You're saying Oh my god. Did you watch San Jose State last week? To be honest, I did not. Okay. I did. <laughs> Do you think they can beat a pack twelve team no. like that? Slovis. First of all, I think any Good Texas high school football team could beat most Pac-12 okay, teams. Okay, he's but joking, guys. Okay, you're you're. What do you what is what is what's with you today with these claims, man? <laughs> uh, high school football team, Bishop it's Sycamore. A joke. It's a joke, <laughs> guys. We cannot take. I don't Brandon put a lot serious. of stock into Pac-12, and I really don't put a lot of stock into USC. I think they are just one of those teams. Everybody's saying they're gonna be good because they used to be good, and I don't think they're gonna be good this year. Right, we can't so take Brandon serious. Let's not forget State. he didn't put Alabama number one. We cannot okay, take him serious. Okay, first of all, I retracted that and put him number one. I thought I did the math directly, which I didn't. So go ahead. <laughs> all right. So what about Florida and FIU? Well, you guys didn't give San Jose State and USC. Exactly. Right. I, I, said I, USC. I said I said USC. USC. All right, I think Everybody's I did. USC. Yeah. All right. yeah so I'm on. the only outlier there. Yeah. Yes. Can't wait. You'd be the only one dropping that game. <laughs> can't wait. LSU. So we got Florida and FIU. This was pretty easy. Florida across the board, right? Yeah. Okay. Florida. UCLA and LSU. There's uh, going to be some debate here. Give me UCLA. I'm going with UCLA, even though I love the LSU Tigers. I'm going UCLA on this one because LSU has lost a lot of players, you know, since COVID and everything. They were building their program since Joe Burrow left. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride, and I think they're going to be just like us, except we're going to win. Um, but they're rebuilding, so they're going to have to adjust for more things in order to get ready. And I think UCLA, also since they've already played a game, and they show that they obviously are more settled in and mm-hmm. know each other, I think UCLA is going to win this game, and this is going to earn their spot in the top 25, and this is going to be their up climb to be in the college football playoffs. Uh, let the record show. I don't like LSU. Yeah, I was about to comment on that. Yeah. I love LSU. Did I just, let's go back. Let's go back. Did I hear on an Alabama podcast, it's the, one of the hosts said, I love LSU. I, I love just wanna, LSU. I just want to point out, I would get in a fist fight with Trenton Wofford. 
<laughs> I would probably yeah, lose. To... No, not probably. I'd definitely lose, but I just don't like that, man. Yeah. I don't like LSU. I love no, LSU. I mean, purple and, purple yeah. and, and, you know. Like, gold. What? Rotten banana yellow. Purple just, and gold. Just leaves a, it just leaves a, See, a, a bad taste my in high my school, eye. My high school my colors mouth. were Excuse purple me. and gold, and I left all my stuff at home because I never want to wear that co- those colors on campus. Only what really got me to piss, what, what really pissed me off about LSU, what really got me to really dislike them, well, well the shoe won. Is, second is that was when, great. The second, well, that was Florida, well the more like the event I'm talking about is when they beat us, and then they all like the players we came up to, to like the recruits and said, "Oh, you should come to LSU." Yeah, you're gonna. That's beat what us I was really. You're gonna beat <laughs> us that's that's what field. really. Roll Tide, what? Yeah, Coach Ogeron's on the hot seat. Give me UCLA. Yeah. All right. I'm taking UCLA. Okay, sweeps and, across the board. And and then, then, I want Coach O out. Hold on now. Such a fraud. Hold on, Coach O. Fraud. We love Coach O. Fraud. Dude, just his accent is just funny. Come on. Burr, Joe, Joe Brady was the head coach. Go Dugs! Go Dugs! His Go was Go saved by Joe <laughs> and then, Burrow. And Joe Brady. If Joe Burrow wasn't there in 2019, I don't think he's head coach at LSU right now. Oh, hold on. No, no, he's that, not Les oh, Miles. Oh, oh, oh. They're not going to kick minute. him out. But he oh, he wasn't going to get kicked oh, out. Okay. He nice. doesn't have a winning season this year. I don't, he is yeah. very much almost gone. Because yeah, last year for them was awful. See Auburn 2010. You also have to keep in mind that this last year coming like the team last year was also a team that coming off like that whole national title team got drafted. Exactly. Oh, I know. It was a whole different team. Like oh, I hate I, I hate LSU like just as much as the next person here. See? But like they're they had a whole they're kind of going through what we're, we're kind of going exactly. through if you think about it. Either their players were drafted or they opted out because of COVID. So what did you expect if you wanted a uh, a winning I, team from I, them. You came to the wrong place, baby. Come Alabama on, won a ring during a COVID season. But we also, our players took the risk of playing during COVID. Their players right. didn't. Enough with you, the LSU defense. We don't you, need any more I LSU defense. You, so the LSU Coach Orgeron argument, everybody's like, oh, they're not going to fire a head coach that won a national championship. See Auburn 2010, 11, and 12. Gene Chizik had a perfect season that everybody said was the greatest college football season of all time in 2010. We're really not gonna talk two about years later, this podcast. Two years later, two years later, he's gone, gone. They right. have a three and nine season like Auburn did. See ya, Coach Orgeron. See ya. All right, let's. Next That's game not gonna happen in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, I I don't even want to spend too much time on this game because I hate both of these teams. Yeah. But I'm I'm just gonna quickly say my prediction. I'm gonna I hate both of them, but I still think Clemson's gonna win this week. Georgia, how about them dogs? Oh, Go dogs. Clemson. Brandon. Just to go with my playoff picks, I have to take Georgia because that's the only way the huh? math would work out. But remember, I, I said I no, it's two different like thoughts. I here's mean. the thing. Here's the thing. If Georgia wins, if Georgia wins, they're gonna win by ten, and it's gonna be a defensive game, and Clemson has nothing to do. If Georgia loses, they're gonna lose by like thirty. Yeah, like, not it's thirty. Either, it's either gonna be real tight and Georgia dogs it out, or Clemson just runs all over. There's no in between. And right. then the best game of this yeah. weekend, Alabama uh, against I'll, Miami. I'll give, you, I'll give you my specific score prediction. I am saying... Oh boy. We're never good at this, by it, the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got a good one in my head. Next one? I, I'm saying specifically it's going to be 40-14, to 14, Alabama. Mm. 40. 4-0. What do you got, Jackson? Hmm. Well, I think the Alabama offense struggles early. I think they get things going. I don't think they score as many points as we're accustomed to because they're going to be run heavy. Um, I got Alabama winning 38-13. to 13. 
Mm, close to my prediction. Close I, to mine too. <laughs> I got uh, Alabama winning thirty-five to seventeen. Ooh. I'm taking us back to 2012 when we played Notre Dame. I'm saying we're gonna win the game 42 to 14. That's just a great score. Pretty much the same. It's as a great score. <laughs> it's a great score. Yeah. Anytime, like anytime, if you get beat 42 to 14, like it just rolls off the tongue so well. Like any Miami fan that comes up to you and is like, "Oh, we're better than you," it's like, "Ah, 42 to 14, though." Yeah, I just, I just don't see Miami's defense being like. No. I, I know our offense isn't going to be like our strong suit this year, but I don't, I don't see Miami's defense, especially with all their key losses, keeping up with our offense. So we got some Sunday night football: Notre Dame versus Florida State. Florida State's new quarterback, Kenzie Milton, who's walking again somehow. Um, <laughs> insane. Yeah. Awesome. Great right. to see. He's an awesome player. I actually really like him. Uh, but Notre Dame wins this game. Yeah, two teams, uh, again, I don't like. Oh, Being wow. from Florida, I hate Florida State. Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Not, I'm not happy about it, but no, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I got Florida State in this one, actually. I don't hate that oh, pick. Bad. Like, I'm not totally uh, against it, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I got Florida State in this game, you know. Florida State's have some um, rough years, you know, ever since Jimbo Fisher lost, I mean left. Well, man, ever since um, the program back in 2017, it's been rough for Florida State. Yes. They can thank Ronnie Harrison. So yeah, Ronnie I think this is the beginning of the beginning of them, you know. Fair I enough. think they're coming New up. era for Florida State football? Yeah, new era. Okay. And, you know, Notre Dame's always overhyped every year. Well, yeah, that is true. Jackson. I think it's a new era for Notre Dame football. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I got Ooh. Florida State because... Well, Cohen, right? You're Cohen, he's the, he's the new quarterback, so... I got Florida State. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be as good as they were the last couple years in a few years. Fair enough. I think it's going to take them a bit. Mm. Final game on Monday. Um... Ole Miss, Louisville. I have Ole Miss winning by as many points as they can put up <laughs> in four quarters. Um, I think Louisville is god awful, and I think Ole Miss is a sleeper team, and no one's really yep. talking about like this is they're gonna be tough to play against. Yeah, that is. I'm with you on that one. They, in my opinion, they have one of one of, if not the best offensive minds in the whole country in Lane Kiffin. Matt Corral is a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think a lot of people are sleeping on Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss can be a very I mean, if I didn't choose uh, Oregon, I would have. I could have chose Ole Miss, mm. but out of just pure rivalry, I'm not going to say Ole Miss. Um, I think Louisville's going to win this game. Honestly, I'm Ooh. not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough pick, and I haven't no, heard much out of Louisville. Mm. I, you know, they've been they've been really quiet since Lamar Jackson left. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard a peep out of that program in a few years, and Ole Miss is a team that. That gave us a run for our money last year. We were well on our way to scoring 60, and they were right there they keeping were up. 50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, um, we did have that game. I think Old Miss wins this game, and I don't think it's pretty for Louisville. No, it's, it's ugly fast. All right. Well, that's all the games we have this week. I mean, obviously, there's more college football to go around this weekend, but we're back. College football is back. Everybody be happy. We'll see you next week. <laughs>